in five, four, three. Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. And this is Daniel. And I'm Carla, and we are Hoosier Homicide, a true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> Carlos had a lot of caffeine today. I actually haven't. This is my first sip of caffeine. I've had a lot of caffeine today. It's because you slept a lot, a lot today. <gasps> yeah, I did n- sleep. You napped in my bed for like two hours. Yeah, she slept through you cheering through the race. I our, was not, and our daughter screaming. <laughs> actually, I did hear some of that. She was screaming. I was yelling at people doing stupid shit. She was very concerned that you went to McDonald's without her. I came back with a milkshake. You want to know that I went home and I handed, that milkshake was full. And I handed it to mom. Oh, no. It's and she had it for, I'm going to guess, 45 seconds. And it was half empty. She knows to down it while she's got it. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> where'd you get this? This is sinful. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, Danielle. Um, she ran over to McDonald's and, and got us all, uh, milkshakes. Cause I'm a good person. I come back and I was like, well, I wish I had some of that. <laughs> some still left in the fridge. No, I'm, I'm really good. It was, it was almost too much. I had a Big Mac and a McFlurry. Big McFlurry, a fish quarter, brown and fries, icy cold milkshake and apple pie. There was no <laughs> apple pie involved. <laughs> what was that? We know another McDonald's song. I got a salad for later. There you Who go. tossed that... it? <laughs> I don't know. One of those does your mouth does your mouth taste like shit? <laughs> God, zing, zing. There's no zing. You're just gross. Um, what's that song though? I don't know. I only McDonald's know. is your kind, kind of place. place. French fries in your face. Hey, no, no, hey, hey McDonald's. No. McDonald's isn't paying us a fucking cent. And it's okay. not White Castle. <laughs> this is a so. good song. This is a good song. McDonald's is your kind of place. Hamburgers in your face. French fries between your toes. Dill pickles, pickles up your nose. And don't, don't forget, forget those chocolate, chocolate shakes. They, they give you belly aches. McDonald's is your kind of place. Your kind of place. <laughs> See, as... Uh, uh, by the way, we're also here to talk about murder today. <laughs> as Not food. Catholic children on the schoolyard, where they gave you no toys to play with or playground equipment whatsoever... You just sang songs to one another. We sang songs. Actually, we had this little meeting spot that we went to, and it was just like this little indentation, the pavement, mm-hmm. blacktop, and it was just like in the shape of a little box, and we would be like, okay, meet you at the box. At the box. Because we didn't have toys or anything. We nope. just had this box. There was a kickball <laughs> diamond, but they wouldn't give you a kickball. No. So we would pretend. We would pretend to play kickball. Yeah. In the, uh, I think I was in the fifth grade. I went head first into the twisty slide, except I didn't twist. I went straight out and over the top and face planted into the gravel (gasps) below. Yeah, it it hurt, and I had a fun little bruise with all these little fucking marks from where the rocks got me. See? But I got to go home, you know, fucking three or four hours early, so I was happy, and I don't think I had to go to work the next day because I, or work. (laughs) (laughs) School. The next day, because I'm pretty See, sure I had a concussion. Public too, school so. kids get playground equipment. Yeah. And because that's all we can major at. We <laughs> majored in playground equipment. <laughs> God, I remember a couple. There was another kid that went up and like grabbed the uh, monkey bars 
to swing. And when he did, he was too close to the end. Well, he swung through, let go, and flew and went head first into this huge steel beam. Oh, no. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun day. We had a kid. We had a playground, but we weren't allowed to use it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they let us go on it one day, and some chick broke her arm. And they're like, end of that fun. And it was one of the teacher's daughters, so. Like, it's not our fault she's stupid. <laughs> I think they were just like, yeah, we're never doing that again. I'm like okay, and then everyone threw we'll rocks at her. Just go back to the box. <laughs> back to the box. <laughs> Daniel, did you bring any news stories? No. You have one job. You didn't remind me. One job. I was just saying though. I read an article that said Indianapolis is one of the worst cities to date in. Yes. That's well, why. Well, yeah. Have I you seen Have you seen the fish in the sea? What? Dude, what? The problem. You know, they say what? there's plenty of fish in the sea. Well, have you seen the fish wandering around the sea? They hey. all. It's bec- it's because the sea around here is the White River. Oh, <laughs> where the bodies show up. Yeah, and the fish okay, walk out like, like in the like... Simpsons with three eyeballs. Yeah, they walk out. I feel like I, you know, maybe I'm not an angel fish, but like, you know, maybe more like a clownfish. Not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> and everyone loves a clown. Yeah, no, 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 no. clowns. Okay. I don't know. I kind of liked that movie. The the new It movie. I thought I, it was freaking hilarious. I was... I don't know. I liked it. I had never it seen was the okay. first one. I liked it because I was at a movie and not at home. Yeah. It didn't matter what the movie was. Well, I, they were saying how scary it was. And then it oh. was like... The very beginning was kind of like, ooh. And then the rest of it was like... I yeah. stay away from the drainage. Yeah, the fucking clown's going to no, pop up right here. No, but what city they were doing, someone was going around and tying red balloons <gasps> to all the drainage yeah. things. Yeah, that, that would get me. me. Yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm going home. I just like, I don't know. And he pulled out that fucking weird clown dance at the end. I was like, damn, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> they didn't let the kids see him the whole time until the, like, the very first scene they recorded. It. Oh, really? The scar- what is what is that a Skarsgård? Yes. Yes, the character or the actor. They didn't ben? let the kids see him. I'm... So when they first saw him, they were legitimately freaked the fuck out. I... Yeah. So they worked with. I don't understand because there are scenes. I mean, like there are scenes where they're they record scenes out of order, so they recorded a lot of. Oh, stuff I see what you're saying. Okay, it. I see what you're saying. I loved the kids in that movie. They're mm-hmm. hilarious. The kid from uh, Stranger Things. Yes, love him. One of the things that was my favorite part was the girl in it uses the toilet lid, like the tank lid, as a self-defense weapon. And yeah. I'm like, that is one of the smartest things. That if you're ever trapped in your house and you're like, I'm going to bust a fucker upside the head with this tank oh, lid. Oh, you crack, you crack someone's fucking skull You with get it, one yeah. good swing with it. Bill Skarsgård. Okay, Bill. 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 Yeah. I, li- I don't know. I liked it. I had never seen the first one, though. Is it worth seeing? It's an older one? It's not a movie. It was a made-for-TV yeah. series. Oh, okay. It's really fucking long. They used to play it all the time during the holidays. I feel like I might have made that up, but Which I always holiday? feel like when Which you're holiday? well, like <laughs> when you're home. No, when he you're home for the holidays. Well, no, when you're home for like Christmas break, I always feel like they played it. Yeah, well, like the Sci-Fi Channel or something. You'd always find well, like they're not going to be fucking playing some of the I don't know whatever stupid. I don't know. We're just going to play. Je- <laughs> We're going to play Jeopardy reruns for you now. Yeah, you, you everything going to be okay. <laughs> the target audience. Jep. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you need to edit that out. No, what No. What's it mean? Oh, we're going to be taking we're going to be taking low blows, I see. 
incognito. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a movie this weekend. I saw the, the porno. Fish- porno. I saw the porno. I saw I saw the the movie Fifty Shades Freed. Now I must say that I I was committed. My friends were going, and I'm like, I want to hang out with my friends. But I had never seen the first two, so my friend came over. The same one that got pissed thrown on her. Throwback Thursday to Hannah Wilson's episode. It's Sunday. <laughs> Throwback Sunday. <laughs> um, she came over. She brought the first one. We watched that. And like it was like 11 o'clock we finished. I was like, dude, I got to go to bed. So I get to work the next morning. I pull up the entire synopsis for the second movie. And I was like, boom. I watched a movie in five minutes. That's the type of movie you can watch in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. You remember what I told you? Yes, about I know. Going and go ahead. It? Tell everyone. That I would take you to go see it. No, this was when the first one came out, but I got to pick one thing from the movie to do when we got home. Like ride in a helicopter? <laughs> that yeah. that could have been. Yeah. It could have been anything. And you know what? It. We didn't see the movie. Nope. I saw it by myself. Well, that's fine. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to be straight up, though. Like I kind of I kind of liked him. I didn't really think I would. I put my standards pretty low for some movies. Yeah, I know. And like bad movies are kind of my guilty pleasure. But I I liked it. And I thought the soundtrack was really good on all of them. So, you know, six out of ten. Six. Yeah. I I was listening to Color Me Dead. And you'll see where where this comes in. They were talking about, would you rather be a butt plug (laughs) or be plugged up the butt? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And my answer to that is it depends whose ass I'm going in. Yes. Yes. I have 100%. There are some asses that it just, you know. Nope. Just saying. Stay away from me. <laughs> if they, no. If they, if they say, you know, hey, you got to go in the rock's ass. Oh, well, hey, you know. Hey. Well, I've smelled what the rock is cooking, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> what does that even mean? It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's in the first movie. They have like a fucking sex contract and yeah. they're going through like amending it. And she's like, what's a butt plug? Like the fuck? Go Google it. She's like a 22 year old woman. She doesn't know what a butt plug is. They make ones with tails on them. Yes. Yeah. Those so you can live out your deepest, darkest fantasies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I found out a little bit of interesting information this week mm-hmm. from... Barbie at work. Yes, Barb. Hi, Barbie. Barb. Um, she told me this when we went to go do her Baumeister, mm-hmm. and I completely fucking spaced it out. So when she told me again yesterday at uh, work, I'm like, I got to fucking text Danielle so I don't forget it. Mm-hmm. I haven't picked up my phone and checked it for whatever reason. If I just fucking do that, I'll somehow remember it. Um, she had a friend uh, who was actually acquaintances or friends with the Baumeister children and actually went over and played at Fox Hollow Farms. No. What Dude. episode was that? Did they swim in the pool? That was the third? Fourth. Huh? Fourth. I don't remember. Th- third. Richmond Hill. Two. Richmond, Richmond Hill. Sarah. Sarah Joe. Oh, we did Sarah first? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yes. We just looked at it today. Oh, well. So, episode It's four. one of them. It's That's the crazy. Did I they swim? In the pool? No, they no. That was the first question. But she didn't. She didn't know. But she said they. She said that. Um, you know, they were there, and that they. Place, he remembers jumping up and down on their bed. That place is fucking haunted, dude. 
Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. well, not when not when Herb still lived there. Well, it's haunted <laughs> now, man. He made it that way. Mm-hmm. Residual energy. You so. can't just leave human teeth all over the place and not expect. Ew, gross. And guess where? Uh, guess where Barb lives? Fox Hollow. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, it's it's where no. where does everyone fucking? She live? lives on the fucking north side. She does live on the fucking Bobby. north side. She lives in, in Zinesville, which is the safest city in Indiana. Wow, mm-hmm. it is. Yes, congratulations. We Bart. don't live like that down here. Nope, it's the nitty gritty. She's uh she's neighbors with um a couple Colts players, mm-hmm. the Long Snapper, Luke Rhodes. Oh yeah, me too. Yep, <laughs> she gets to hang out, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, even better. Yeah, I think so. It's so, not just like you accidentally put your mail I, I, in his mailbox. I, like, so I try to, to like invite myself all the time, like, oh, hey, if you need someone Dude, to come hang out with you. that was when oh, my friends lived in Bloomington, and they lived in Smallwood mm-hmm. apartments, and like that's that's probably one of the nicest places you can get on campus that's not like a, a single-family home, and they lived on the same floor as, like, as Victor Oladipo, and I think he lived with, oh, fuck. I can't remember. He lived with another player, though, and, like, they were drinking one night, and they're like, let's go over there, and they go over there and knock on the f- the door, and they're like, can we borrow four? What? <laughs> we need three cups of flour. And they're like, okay. You want to come hang out with us? And they were like, and they went over to the apartment, and they were just sitting there, and they're like, yeah, this is weird. <laughs> they show up. Because they were just staring at him. <laughs> I, got a, I got another Barbie story. Oh, okay. Since we're talking about famous people. Mm-hmm. So... She has a uh, autographed picture on her desk of Larry Bird. Yes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, someone who will remain anonymous walked up and was first telling them, you know, uh, about an, an experience they had of which Jesus saved their lives and really got them through a tough time, which is, you know, yeah, good for them. He followed that up with looking at the picture and said, "Oh, how'd you get that? Did you give him a hand job?" <gasps> Oh my! <laughs> so, <laughs> well, um, yeah, eh? he he couldn't he couldn't quite under he, he tried to come and explain it to me. Like I don't know and why goes, she got so well, mad. Well, I, I lowered my glasses like this and looked at her, so she knew I was joking. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, oh yeah, the lower my glasses look, that's the international sign for I'm about to say something that's borderline sexual harassment and. But it's okay. But it's okay because it's funny. I just don't understand. Why would that be? He followed first? that up by telling me what a big fan of Harvey Weinstein he is. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand why that would be your the first thing to come out of your mouth. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. If I had a, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But that was funny. So. Oh, that person has a picture on their desk. Let's talk about blowjobs. Well, and she's in the picture with Larry. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> I wouldn't so, be as Hi, friend. Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barb. And Zach, if Zach's still listening, you still owe us uh, the shiwi. <gasps> yes, you yes. do. Carla was going to try it. We're going to do it live. Whoa, we will move. Whoa. We are going to move Wait. the mixer and the microphones into the bathroom. Why? Why the bathroom? You know, you can go in. Okay, we can get a bucket. I'll get you a bucket. Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll have her stand on a chair so the sound falls farther yeah. into a bucket. Yeah. There what? we go. Guys, <laughs> we're all really weird. We're all really weird. Oh, I had a coworker. She's an adamant listener. Shout out to Nikki. Nikki. She says it's okay if I use her name. Hi, Nikki. Yay. She says she has used one of those before. Um, Did it work? She Yeah, she said it was effective. She used it while camping. Did now, it? what happens if you try to use it to take a shit? 
Like if you don't want to. My guess is that. Like what if what if what if it's a number three, which you know you have a number one which is liquid, a number two which is a solid, and number three is when, like a bird, it just comes out fucking water. <laughs> so liquid Hershey squirts. <laughs> Wonder if it'd work then. Um, yeah, yeah it, because it comes shooting out. It looked like when you pull the the fucking drain plug if you're changing your oil and it. But is that the type I hope of I gave everyone a visual with people. I feel like you well, you have your own personal. You have to have your own, I don't know like or you have to bleach it. Urine sterile. But what if you're using it for shit and not urine? Yeah. See, I don't we don't know what you're using it for. Well, I don't know. I think you would have a dedicated uh, a dedicated piss she wee and then you'd have your poop she wee. <laughs> you just want to try one even though it's for women. <laughs> you can't let us have anything. No, nothing. I can already stand to pee. I'll prove it. <laughs> Although sometimes it's just nice, like in the morning, to sit down and take a piss. You never know. All of a sudden, you get, you get a little... <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait. I maybe have to take a poo, too. I'm I just going to sit here for 15 more minutes. I got to go poo-poo. Oh, Lord, <laughs> help me. Wow. All right. So who are we talking about this week? Um, I don't even know. Again, no. we're doing it now. I don't know anything about this. Daniel and Carla are flying blind faithfully following me over a cliff. I thought it was a good idea. And we'll see how it goes. Take her away. When well. Did we first want to cover our one really bad review? Yeah. Oh yeah, we have to have a disclaimer now. So yeah. if you're uh if you're not already offended, you're still gonna listen on. We talk about sometimes uh unrelated know. topics. <laughs> oh man. Nothing's connected. We uh we like to babble on. We use foul language, poop imagery. Somehow, fecal matter always pops up. Yep. Sexual injury. Shit happens. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, if you're here for a history lesson, get the fuck please out. don't. <laughs> We'd like to think it, you maybe walk away learning something, but it might not necessarily be about murder. It might be about. Um, you can poop through a shiwi. <laughs> or if you're going to try, we, want, you to try. we want you to tell us. So really, the the person was concerned that we thought that our podcast was a competition with other true crime podcasts, and it is so not. We're we're we, just not. We're having that. a hobby, just mm-hmm. like anyone else. And if it, if listening to us is wasting your time. That's the last thing I want to do. I want you to spend your time in the most valuable way possible. Absolutely. And fucking so- yourself. <gasps> <laughs> you can keep that in. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Or no. I don't. No, re- we, I, we I don't, don't really care. They're, you don't, so, you'll never know who they are because they're not listening again. They want us to be on topic, and I, I'm just not going to happen. They, my life to, is not on topic ever. They have to understand that we are. We are. We're a family. This is kind of how the art happens. Yeah. We're a family. This is this is we we're together all the time. All the time. We, we live a house over. We talk to we talk every day about random stupid shit and we're going to do it on this podcast. Daniel has so. horrific thoughts that sometimes spill out of his mouth like word vomit. That is not true. It is true. Horrific? Horrific. I don't think horrific's what I would say. <laughs> so anyways, we wanted to clarify we do babble on and on and on. Nothing to do with nothing about nothing and then we'll talk about a true crime case and then more about nothing because we like it so if you like it too then you can give us a five-star review and we'll read your name yeah and if you don't like it 
don't give us a one star because that doesn't. Well, there do are people anything. who have given us five star reviews. Are you? Have you read their names? No, we're going to start. Oh, okay. I can start right now. Okay. This is from Brookie three two one. She is a former Hoosier here who appreciates all your banter and research. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you, Brookie. Brookie three two one. We love the Hoosiers. Hoosier, Hoosier. So yeah, we like it. Is that it? I could read another one. I'm scared. Well, you told that. everybody. Do it. This is from Zach four two exclamation point. He's excited. Yes, Zach's excited. Zach says. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> <laughs> he's well spoken. What? Yeah. Oh, he's if he's watching us, I'm. <laughs> so. We'll we'll save more. We'll I'll save some more of them. But yeah. So if you're going to give us five stars, do that. But the one star doesn't do anything but hurt our feelings. Yeah, we're sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, you shot him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we feel. Don't shoot us Just in the, the dick. dick. <laughs> now that we've covered that, we like five-star reviews. If we offend you, don't listen. Just unsubscribe. Yeah. That's all you have to do. But love ya. Kisses. Right. Let's talk about murder. Murder. I don't mind getting suggestions. If yeah, I don't mind suggestions. Yeah, helpful suggestions, not criticism. But we also just no. wanted to clarify if you're going to tell us to stop babbling, we're not. No, it's, that's what we are. I, again, in my we, soul, we're with each other all the time. This is what we do. It couldn't be better. <laughs> okay, it could probably be maybe. better. It, maybe. You can all suck it. Thank you, Daniel. You can all suck it. <laughs> I could be a voice. Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> I go through like 10 towels because our daughter likes to play in water. You gave birth to a fish. Fishies. It was more of a poop. Oh, God. A, it was beautiful, though. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. All right. Ironically, I chose this murder. And 10 days ago, my favorite murder also did this murder. And I thought it surprising that they hadn't done it already. But I can't do new research on anything else, so we're going to roll with it too. But I am aware that they just did it. But I haven't listened to it, so it's not plagiarizing. I plagiarized from Wikipedia. Which is plagiarizing from somewhere else. Yeah, that's fine. You're just going to, like, you're going to get suspended. College. They take that shit serious. Oh, college, you're going to get expelled. Yep, Notre Dame, they'll kick you out and take away all your wins. Still, Still trying to figure that one out. I don't know. I am not putting my two cents in. Nope, don't do it. <laughs> Here we go. Put on your socks. Has anyone heard of the trunk murders? I feel like that's very vague. Or the trunk murderess. No. See, no. I thought you were saying Trump murder. Nope. And that was going to be news to me. No, trunk <laughs> murder. If you made it, if the president of the United States or someone related to him was murdered. And you made it all day without hearing. I, that would be impressive. Very, very impressive. <laughs> no. Carla, have you ever been inside a trunk? Like a traveling trunk? No, a, I've been inside other trunks, though. A traveling trunk? Not a travel... Well, you know, when your sister puts you in one and leaves you there, I'm going to count that. Because that's the type of trunk I'm talking she about. She put me in a fucking trunk. And it terrified me. I locked her in. It had wheels. I was How old were you? It was a traveling trunk then. Yeah. Traveling trunk. How old were you? I was probably like four. Three she fit. Four. I, let's just say it wasn't hard to put her in there. You think? 
And wow. what, what was Danielle's punishment for this? Fucking nothing, man. <laughs> yeah. You think we got punished? That explains a lot. In fact, <laughs> I've, yeah. <laughs> okay, so keep that in mind. That's the trunk I'm talking about, not your car trunk, the old fashioned The kind of trunk trunks. that they Harry kept Potter. The oh, you're not talking about it. Wow, you're not talking about a car trunk. No. Yes, yeah, so yes, I have been inside one. Lord help me. I convinced you it was fun and then I left you in it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so when she said a trunk with wheels, you're like, oh yeah, that's a car. car. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just like, I'm like hungover right now. So, yeah, you are um... a little bit. <laughs> Did you like a delicious half and half iced tea lemonade and, all, and good old Arnie Palmer? Yeah. Arnold Palmer sounds like a sexual something. Like I I'm gave a, her the good Arnold Palmer. She came over last night. We did the dang Arnold Palmer. And it got wild. Oh, oh okay. thanks. Wow. My mic's not on. <laughs> good. I don't think it's been on the entire time. I'm just kidding. I like when you make that face. I do too. I'll make you another face. I like it when she. Yeah, like, is it? No, it's not that face. <laughs> okay. I, my, I like it when you go, ah, Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> my favorite thing you do is when you do this. You swing at me. Oh, I throw a big fit. <laughs> she does do that. She does do that. <laughs> or when someone says something bad and I can't hit them, so I hit you. <laughs> <That's>... Daniel. <laughs> yep. All right, Daniel, where is Oxford, Indiana? It is in Indiana. You have to know more about that. He I ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. It he ain't is, right either. Uh, west of Lafayette, which is... The stanky part of the state. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I can think of worse places. Lafayette is where Purdue University is at. Okay. Which is uh, like northwest of the city, but by like... I don't know, hour and a half. Yeah, you take 69 up. 65. 65 up. You just wanted to say 69. <laughs> 69. So, yeah, it's like midway between Indianapolis and Chicago, basically. Yeah, but it's like it's, the middle point. Okay. So, and then Oxford's like due west of that. Fun fun little town of 1,300 people. Wow. They do, they do have the county's only radio station there. Wow. That's right. What count? I don't, fuck, I don't know. I didn't. Okay, I didn't well, memorize it doesn't that part. matter. Indiana, does, <laughs> Indiana has ninety-two counties, so I wouldn't know anyway. And that's an accurate number. Shout out to fourth grade history. Oxford, Indiana, in nineteen o five. How old were you, Daniel, in nineteen o five? I was a negative eighty-two years. <laughs> negative eighty-two. I thought you were going to mention a nutsack again, but <laughs> well, let's see here. My father's father was not a sperm in his nutsack. I was going to look up what our relatives were doing, but I forgot. Um, Mom would have been a good uh, answer to that. I just know she texted me one day. She was doing this history um, on us, and she said, like, my great-great-grandfather got carried off by Indians and was never seen again. And you're just like, like Mom, okay, Mom. <laughs> my great-grandfather was busy being a drunk and squandering away land he owned in Orlando, Florida, that uh, Disney World kind of sits on now. No fucking way. Yep, that's a, that's a true story. That's how wealthy we are not. <laughs> yep. That's... I mean, it was it was part of, I mean, obviously it wasn't the whole area, but he owned some of that land. Mm. Oxford is in Benton County. Benton County, okay. Benton County. All right. 
I really didn't know any. I didn't learn anything from that. Nope. <laughs> I learned, but I it still didn't mean anything to me. And the radio station is ninety eight point one WIBN. Well, I shout like out. It. Shout I out. I like it. Okay. January 29th, 1905, Winnie Ruth McKinnell is born to a Methodist minister and his wife. I don't trust people named Winnie. Well, it's good. Because... Especially Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh represents what's wrong with America right now. You leave Winnie the Pooh alone. You leave Winnie the Pooh alone. He don't wear no pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay that you didn't like her first name because she went by Ruth. Okay. And so from now on, I will call her Ruth. Got it. Got it. Was her first name Baby? Babe. No. Babe? Stop. <laughs> At age 25, she married Dr. William C. Judd, who was more than 20 years older than her. This is an occurring, a reoccurring mm-hmm. theme. But that was probably uh, quite, quite prevalent. Yeah, quite the talk of the town. Well, maybe not. Maybe not in that area. He was also a morphine addict. And not a very stable doctor, so Which they wasn't that big of a deal in 1905. Yeah. No, being morphine, it wasn't very common. Like you think about how we have drug problems now. Back then, he had an injury from World War One, so I, I believe he was treating pain problems. Which he had an injury from World War One in 1905. No. Oh. <laughs> when and that's just when she was born. born. Oh. So it would have been so 1929. 20... Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. <laughs> So they moved around a fair amount because he didn't have stable work because he was a morphine addict. And they moved to Mexico, but by 1930, the couple was living separately, so things were not going well, and they were having difficulty conceiving children. Okay, she was my age then at the time. Mm -hmm. But So they're not living together, but they're remaining in contact with one another. And this guy was a plump fellow. He was bald and a big belly and... And she's pretty. Like, that was something else. What do you call it when the hair is like, is it finger waves? Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. was in style. She had dark finger wave hair and a very slender build. Like, she was a pretty And he woman. had a finger wave penis. Probably. <laughs> he hadn't seen it since the end of the war. <laughs> no, he hadn't. Um, so they moved to... <laughs> I really got a kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'd get out a mirror. Hang on. Oh, Today's it. the day I'm going to see it. He hasn't seen his feet either. Someone just had to come in and push on his stomach real hard and it might pop out a little further. Ew. <laughs> ew. Or she moved to Phoenix, Arizona, uh, but she almost went back to Indiana at this point. Like the, her husband was like, just go back to Indiana because everything sucks right now. But her car broke down. So she ended up staying in Phoenix. And I, wow. Mm-hmm, so by <laughs> chance, what if that had happened? To I us? know. I was just my. I got in a wreck in Pittsburgh, so this is where I live now. This is where I stayed. <laughs> and she worked as a governess to a wealthy family. If I tried to be a governess to a wealthy family, <laughs> you would be you would be fired after the first week. Yeah. Hey, but every Hallmark movie that that happens in, the governess ends up getting with the prince. Yep. So. Yep. He's attractive and has money. Unfortunately for you, I am that prince. (laughs) Well, it happened for her. Only the prince was already married. And he was 44 years old. So during this time, she met Jack Holleran, also known as Happy Jack. What a great nickname. Happy Jack liked to drink and fuck women. He sounds like he lives up to his name. Hence the name Happy Jack. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
So he was a well-to-do <laughs> Phoenix businessman. Hey, it's Jack and Crack Witch Week. <laughs> <laughs> he was active in cities, political stuff, social circles. Um, so, in other words, he was a uh, he was an early twentieth century politician. Yeah, he was okay. a playboy, a philanderer would be <laughs> a good word. <laughs> And it was odd, like, so this is the Depression era, and you're in Arizona, and it's hot. It's hot out. But it's a dry heat, because mm-hmm. it's fucking humid in Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't even understand until you go. A hundred, 103 degrees is 103 degrees. Yeah. So it's dry, or it's hot there, so the families in the summertime will leave to northern Arizona, like, trying to get away from the heat heat. And the men stay, though, because they have work. So they're bachelors for the summer. It's unusual. You've got some women that are working, so they stay also. So you've got single women and men that are essentially single for the summer hooking up. Essentially. Yeah. um, I hate to break it to you, but that's really not how that works. Yep. So the (laughs) wives and the kids have to go up north, and they get to stay and party. So Ruth and Holleran became friendly. And eventually had an extramarital affair. They became friends. So becoming friendly wasn't fucking. It was becoming friendly. Friendly. No, friendly was friendly. Is that heavy petting of one another? (laughs) He goes, I hope she has a big bush. Well, in the 1930s, she might have. I don't know. They could have been into waxing and I don't know. That's true. I don't know. Head, so. They had hedge clippers. <laughs> <laughs> so, extramarital affair. A few months later, Ruth, now 26, obtained a better job as a secretary at the Grunno Medical Clinic in Phoenix. There, she meets Agnes, Annie. <laughs> I know. it's. <laughs> you have to have sympathy for this one, I have to tell you. But the yeah, Agnes. So, Aunt. Agnes Annie Leroy, 32. and She sounds like she's an outlaw in the wild, wild west. Yes, she does. <laughs> she is an x-ray technician and her roommate, Hedvig Sammy Samuelson. Can you imagine the amount of radiation you got exposed to oh, being an yeah. x-ray tech in the 1920s? Yes. Wow. First names are Agnes and Hedvig, but they also go by their middle names. So it is Annie and Sammy, and I will go by those names i don't blame them everyone goes by their middle name so and sammy is 24 at this time so in 1931 ruth became friends with these two women um both of whom happened to also be friendly with mr happy jack so they all they all had the same kind of herpes oh yeah you're saying (laughs) i don't think they like just unknowingly And she moved in with them for a few months, but they didn't exactly get along very well. So Ruth moved back out and into her apartment, which was close by to their bungalow. Every time I hear the word bungalow, I think of bunghole. bunghole. Yeah, I kind of go there bunghole. too. It's a fun word to say, though. Bungholio. Bungalow or bungholio. Bungholio. All right, things start to get dicey. Dicey in the bunghole. <laughs> On October 16th, 1931, the the women are allegedly fighting over... Allegedly. 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 (laughs) Fighting over Holleran's affection, which is so odd to me that three women are fighting over one man. Like, usually, I guess he didn't just pick one. 
It's hard times in the West. They believe that jealousy was the motive for Ruth murdering both Annie and Sammy. Damn. That just seems like bitch cut them deep. Honestly, seems We knew a who little... the bottom bitch was. Yes. <laughs> they were killed with a 25 caliber handgun in their home. That's what um Travis Alexander, that's what she popped him with was a yeah, 25 and caliber. Yeah, she is in this county. Oh, Maricopa. Yeah. But anytime you hear about somebody surviving a gunshot wound to the head, I feel like it's a twenty-five caliber. I thought it was more like a twenty-two. Oh no, twenty-two from what I've heard just goes in and bounces around. It makes Ugh. scrambled eggs of everything. I had Stop eggs it. Oh today. god, you did have eggs. You're welcome. Thanks. Prosecutors allege that Ruth had an accomplice, though, that helped her dismember the body of Sammy putting the head, torso, and lower legs into a black trunk, placing the upper legs into a beige bag and a hat box. See, when I was in the trunk, I was small enough to fit That's why I wasn't. Gonna... <laughs> she did not dismember me. And you were still breathing while... Yeah, um, yeah, okay, a little different. While Annie's body was stuffed whole into a second black shipping trunk. I forgot to put a warning at the front that this was a little more graphic. They know now. Was it that bad? No. Uh, not any worse than some of the shit we've talked about, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So she's got these bodies in some trunks. In bags. In bags. And that's what the the gist of it is, as far as anyone knows for sure. Because two days later, with her hand bandaged, she has a hand supposedly from a gunshot wound, her left hand is wrapped up. And she boards the Golden State Limited passenger train from Phoenix Union Station, along with all her trunks and luggage with her. And no one knows, obviously, that there's bodies. Where did she... Did they keep those trunks in with, the, like, the elephant shit and stuff that was coming back home from the zoo? I don't know. They just put like, it... Like, can you imagine she in Arizona, the- two... De- decomposing bodies oh, and it took her two days to get it there wait, wait, and wait, also wait, wait. i bet she, i bet she was really upset about the smell in those trunks like, i'm never gonna be able to get this out it costs because you perforated the bow like it's not just a regular body decomposing which gives you more time she yeah, cut she open the stomach so you're saying what you're saying is that she took them on the train with her mm-hmm. okay so, upon her arrival in Los Angeles at 7.45 a.m. the next morning, the trunks came under uh, some suspicion. Was it all the flies buzzing around? Well, there was fluids leaking from them and an odor. There was a flock of buzzards <laughs> oh, waiting there holding a sign with her name wrote on it. <laughs> shit. <laughs> that ain't right. That ain't right. Station personnel suspected that it was deer meat, of course, that she would be trafficking illegally. Oh, that, that's safe. <laughs> 50, Don't 80 pounds lie. of that's, deer meat. That's still illegal, okay? And asked her to open the trunks so that they could have a look inside. And she goes, oh, shoot, I don't have the key. And then she left. Seems reasonable enough. Yeah, yeah whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. Ruth had her brother, Burton McKinnell, a junior at the University of Southern California, pick her up from the train station. And he was unaware of anything that was going on. He was just picking her up. At around 4.30 p.m., the trunks had been reported to the Los Angeles Police Department where they investigated the trunks. 
by cracking them open. Ugh. This is not something you want to see. Well, that that went well. Where they discovered body parts. Oh, so she we... didn't go and clean them out? No. Like God she, damn. She just left them at the train station. Oh, they made her, they made her she, leave Yeah, because they're like, hey, you've got deer meat in here or something. You need to open them. And she's like, I don't have the key. I'll go get it from my brother and just didn't come back. Yeah, okay. Oh, and well. so after a while, they're like. <laughs> so she did what everyone else in her situation would have done. Mm-hmm. So they open it up and one guy, the, he goes, well, I opened it up and moved some fabric out of the way and there was a head. Someone <laughs> folded legs like crisscross inside kind of a large hat box and then set the head right in the middle. So she was having fun with this. Mm-hmm. So she got like. she got an A for presentation. Yeah, it she did, was it did look like. <laughs> she was all for the presentation. Yep. And then everything else, like. Yeah, and then the torso and then, like, below the knees were cut. So it did look very, it looked kind of clean, like, well done, not like how I would do it. I don't know. She worked in a medical clinic. Uh, How would you do it, Danielle? I wouldn't do do a good job. It wouldn't look well done, I don't think. (laughs) She's not for presentation. O.J. Simpson tried to write that book. If I didn't do it, but if I had done it, it, this this is is how how I'd do it. it. (laughs) Yeah, okay, O.J. Yeah, we're not going to publish that. Uh, Ruth attempted to disappear somewhere in L.A., but surrendered to the police in a funeral home the following Friday, hmm. uh, October 23rd of 1931. Some random ass funeral? I guess. This is, she seems like an odd duck, besides the fact that she murdered people. <laughs> it, it took it took her turning herself in at a funeral home for her to go, <laughs> this, this bitch is a little crazy. This is morbid. This, little, this is so little, morbid. Yeah, mm. something ain't right up there. The murders like became... Who tra- like, who Honestly, who travels with trunks and doesn't have the keys for them? That's what... Wouldn't you need the stuff in there? Why are you traveling She didn't with take them? anything. Like, I don't even think she took the hat box or anything, <laughs> which wouldn't have a key. I don't know. I, I just want to know, like, what was her initial plan? Like, what was she going to accomplish by taking the bodies to a different state, leaving them somewhere, and just, like, never coming back? I don't know. The... Headline news across the country uh, with press calling Ruth the trunk murderess and eventually labeling the trunk murders. Ooh, that's clever. Mm-hmm. I like I like that. Yeah, how'd they come up with that? Let's see here. She's a girl. She committed murder. And they were in a trunk. Oh, I got it. How about the trunk murders? Whoa, whoa, whoa. How like about Publish it. rolls right off the tongue? Whoa, whoa, wait. <laughs> they also call her, I think, like the tiger murderess or the velvet tiger killer or something. I was like, what's the tiger got to do with it? She earned her stripes. There you go. <laughs> 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 On the evening of Monday, October 19th, so backtrack a little bit because the police are investigating, the Phoenix Police Department. They entered the home of Annie and Sammy. Neighbors and reporters were allowed in. And destroyed the original crime scene. Oh, no. The landlord advertised in the Arizona Republic and the Phoenix Evening Gazette offering tours for 10 cents per person. (gasps) For over three weeks, hundreds and hundreds of people toured the murder house. What a morbid little bastard. Yeah, and the picture I have that I'll put up, in the picture, it's all women waiting to get in. Like, we're all so fucked up. Seventy-five percent of the true crime genre. (laughs) How did she? Hmm. This gives me an idea. (laughs) Excuse me. 
Yes, you're excused. I farted earlier, but it was silent. Oh, leave it alone. I heard what you did. Which time? I heard what you did. You said, oh, does it smell like popcorn in here? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I farted in, uh, in my office yesterday. Fish walked in behind me, and I, I looked at him. I go, you smell popcorn? He goes, no, I smell fart. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> All right. Police maintained that the two women were shot while they were asleep in their beds. However, only one mattress was ever found miles away and with no blood on it. So so why was the mattress miles away? They never explained. They never connected it. So they, they're... There isn't, you, you know, you got to wonder if it's one of those things. They couldn't find it or 1920s technology couldn't find it. Yeah, I... Yeah, there's not a DNA, but even if there was DNA, they let people march through that house for... Dinner. 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 The trial began <laughs> three months later. Can you imagine that? Either Like, nowadays, it's two years before a trial would begin. Yeah. Oh, even if you have somebody that, that's going to say, gonna say I, I'd like to plead guilty, you know, it's still yeah. fucking years, it yeah. seems like, before mm-hmm. they actually get in for sentencing. Uh, the trial began three months later in Maricopa County Courthouse. But the dismemberment of Sammy's body was never brought up. It, she was not being tried for that. She was being tried for Annie's murder, and she did not dismember her. So it's like, I feel like that's the more aggravating one. Well, maybe they w- had this, a woman could never do this. Yeah, that's the big question. Like A woman could never, could never commit such a crime. Such a crime. We're back, you know, I have to yeah, you match the voice of the time period. <laughs> The state argued that Ruth planned the murders after the relationship between the women deteriorated and they began arguing over Mr. Holleran. They were hollering over him. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth then inflicted a gunshot wound to her left hand, her own left hand, trying to bolster her claim of self-defense. Like, I'm going to shoot myself. But she says that she is left-handed. Well, you got to give her uh, an A-plus for... So Ruth, she, she gets an A for, for effort there. Ruth's defense said that she was innocent because she was insane, but failed to mention anything about the self-defense argument. So, what do you think the jury did with her? Not guilty. <coughs> Barely guilty. Guilty. Guilty of first-degree murder in the case of Anne Leroy. My stars, my goodness. On February 8th. 1932. She had an unsuccessful appeal, and she was sentenced to be hung by the neck until dead. Oh, so we're still doing that Mm -hmm. at this time. And it was a public execution. Until the time of her execution, which would be in a year, so she gets to sit for a year, she was sent to... It's usually a lot longer than that if you're doing... If you're going to the chair. 15 years now. Yeah. If you're, go- if you're going to, to the, the chair, chair. <laughs> when was the last person to actually be I think electrocuted? You can elect I don't for know. is it Georgia? Indiana still has an electric chair. You have to, you have to ask for it. Though. I don't. I didn't think Indiana. Did. Yeah, I was talking with somebody about it the other day because we, we were talking about that one little fucker. And I thought it was only Georgia. I don't know. I, don't no. know. I just it's just I know. can't pick up the turd. I'm in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> It's just one. It's a, it's just one of those terms that will probably never die. 
until that time, she was sent to Arizona State Prison in Florence, Arizona. Okay. Okay, where's that? I don't know. End of the story? No. Au contraire. Oh, oh contraire, oh, Mr. Goldfish. What a, what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> However, Ruth's death sentence was overturned after a 10-day hearing found her mentally incompetent, which I am found on a daily basis. Daily? We've already heard it from me today. <laughs> no, you're just incompetent. <laughs> you're just plain Jane plain. incompetent. We're not, you're not special. Not special. <laughs> she was subsequently sent to the Arizona State Asylum for the Insane. Two months after her previous execution date. So she made it the full year and they barely passed when they were going to hang her. Wonder what she had to do to prove she was uh, a little. It, it gets little, like murky. It's confusing. Like, was she sit? They walk in and she was sitting there, like pooping into her hand and throwing. Like, nom, 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 nom. And, and it was confusing. Like, you couldn't claim self defense and insanity. At the same time, and... Your Honor, who'd be fucking stupid enough to shoot themselves in their own damn hand? Yeah. I read something that she swallowed razor blades, too, but I, I couldn't confirm that more than once. Show off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it also, during this, the evidence that the prosecution had w had no obligation to share it with the defense. So the defense had to do their own investigation alongside the prosecution. It's not like how it is today. Mm -hmm. So the easiest thing to come up with is, like, bitch crazy. And that's the argument they went with. And she never took the stand in her own defense. And they had a police officer or an investigator that was going to testify on her behalf, but they didn't call him because they were just going to say that she's insane, not the self-defense approach. Was she insane to the membrane? Yep. Insane in the membrane. So later, Mr. Happy Jack Holleran, who I feel like was not so happy at this point, became under suspicion after his affair with Ruth was discovered. Well, you know, would you be upset? You have three side bitches. Mm -hmm. One of them murders the other the other two, two and gets arrested. So now you have No here, side let's do bitches. Math. Three side bitches, two get murdered, one gets arrested. How many side bitches does Jack have now? Probably some more. Probably, Probably. some more. <laughs> Probably. Oh man. And I believe a lot of alcohol and stuff was involved with all of this, even though it was prohibition, because the wealthy could still get a hold of it, mm -hmm. and they liked to party and hang out. I Speak easy. I think they, yeah, I think they said one argument was that they were fighting because Ruth introduced Jack to a woman that had syphilis, and so he's going to sleep with her and give all of us syphilis, so I'm going to go to the clinic we work at and fuck up your x-ray machine, and then you'll get fired. And it sounds all really catty. Like, that was one theory of why she killed them. <laughs> the things people had argued over in the 1920s. Oh, my. You're going to give me syphilis. <laughs> it's like, well, don't Shit. sleep with but them anymore. Nowadays, a nice little shot of penicillin, and you're ready to rock you get and roll. Get... You're what ready did to Al rock Capone do when he found he had syphilis? Oh, he uh, he found the woman who he thought gave it to him, and he beat her to death with a frying pan. Wow, we named our dog after that guy? Yeah. Oh, but he's so cute, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Happy Jack was indicted by a grand jury as an accomplice to the murders following Ruth's testimony. Oh, what a twist of events. Ruth took the stand mid-January 1933 during a preliminary hearing against Tolerant. And Carlo's going to read this quote right here. 
Oh. She's not paying attention. In character. Um, you in told character. me to research something. Yeah, but now you're going to read that. <clears throat> the reading now, um, by Carla Reading Brown. the role of Ruth um, in the movie I Cut Someone Up. In D minor. <laughs> in D minor. I'm going to be hanged for something Jack Holleran is responsible for. I was convicted of murder, but I shot in self-defense. Jack Holleran removed every bit of evidence. He is responsible for me going through all this. He is guilty of anything I am guilty of. End scene. Bravo. Bravo. Bravissimo. I mean, if anyone else are out there wants me to, like, you know, do any more of that kind of stuff. We do characters. I want to be a character voice someday. I think that would be fun. Although I'm we'll call your sure kids. We'll do Elmo. This is Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> Can Elmo smell your genitals? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it again. That ain't right. But right. I liked it. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure Ruth had an Indiana accent, which sounds much similar to <clears throat> how we sound. Well, Jack Halloran. <laughs> <laughs> but you did a good job. I you like just that. have to really exaggerate your R's. R. Give a little, like hey. a little accent to some words, but not all of them. You know where uh, pirates like to go for lunch? <laughs> where? Arby's. <laughs> Thank you, dad joke. Dad joke coming in clutch. Within, it's within a matter of months. We're going to open up this podcast with, hello, we're Hoosier Homicide, brought to you by Arby's, White Castle, <laughs> Popeye's Chicken, McDonald's, McDonald's. <laughs> KY Lubricants, <gasps> ah! Chick-fil-A, Shiwi's, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Ruth testified that she had gone to Annie and Sammy's home on an invitation to play what card game? Euchre. Rummy. Yep. yep. Poker. War. Yep. Go fish. <laughs> Bridge. What, what the fuck is that? I don't know how to play it. You take the cards and you build With a bridge. bridge. Wow. An argument broke out over Mr. Holleran, and she killed both women in self-defense. So you see the problem. Are you in self-defense or are you insane? Uh, Ruth, why are you carrying a gun around to yeah. a, a, a nice card game? Then I usually, I usually make sure I'm packing if I'm going to play Go Fish. Or Old Maid. Yeah, I mean, because things could just get intense. Monopoly's <laughs> the worst one. <laughs> There's a version of Monopoly now that it encourages you to cheat. Ooh. Like whoever can figure out how to cheat the best. I like wow, that. that's an yeah. idea right there. <laughs> Let's buy it. She then stated that she met up with Mr. Holleran and brought him back to the house. He then brought in a large trunk from the garage. However, Ruth admitted to repacking Sammy's dismembered body in a trunk and other luggage. Two days later. Because it wasn't presentable enough. <laughs> he just put them in regular trunks, and I wanted them in the Louis Vuitton trunk. Yes. Damn it. So... I wanted it to be placed in such a way that it looked like she was a contortionist. Like, what kind of, what, <laughs> what kind of uh, type A are you that, oh, I don't like the way you fucking put these dead bodies in this trunk. I'm going to reorganize it. You need to put a cloth on top. You need to fold the legs up like this. <laughs> it would bother sit me. Sit the head in the middle. And lay the cloth. You know, I'm not a type A person, but something like that would start to bother me. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm already bothered. I would say once they're kind of <laughs> stuffed in the trunk and the lid shut. 
You're not doing right, it done. right. <laughs> so that is that is an argument you and I would have. <laughs> no. Yes. You're not putting yeah. the dead yes. body in there right. <laughs> oh my god. Come on. You just want to fucking do it, Danielle? Yes, I do. Go <laughs> away and throw something on your way out of the room, please. Oh wait, you're gonna slam the door too. Up, oh, yep, there you go. You guys, this is what happened right before we started to film to do this podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, Carla. Fuck you, don't Carla. Bring, don't bring personal shit on the show. God damn it. What, so Ruth did take the stand in the preliminary. 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 Yes, that word. I learned that school. Yep. There we okay. go. Okay. Ruth took the stand during Holleran's hearing, and the way she did not take the stand during her own hearing. And how do you think she did on the witness stand? Poorly. She turned into a sobbing, blobbering mess. And am I reading again? I can do that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> I might have more for you to read here in a minute, but not yet. So that didn't help, and he was exonerated, but fell out of favor with the local Phoenix socialites and losing his valuable business associates. Well, I'm sure it was one of those things, especially in the 1920s. You know, they all, all especially all the men knew they were all fucking around on their wives, but mm-hmm. once it got in print, yeah, they had to go home and tell their wives. Can you believe that, that son of a bitch did? I tell you, what. I'd never do that to you. <laughs> I love you. They Dude. call me unhappy. Jack I, I haven't seen my yeah. dick in twelve years, <laughs> so of course I wouldn't be fooling around on you, sweetheart. <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> well, if I can't find it, you think some girl could? <laughs> some twenty-five-year-old girl. It's buried in the bush. <laughs> You gotta comb the hair out of the way. Stop! Quit it! You're done. You are done. There is somebody right now listening to this cracking up. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. The one. The one. one. We have one listener in Arizona. Shout out to you. Hi. Hi, Arizonian listener. Do you watch The Bachelor? That's where The Bachelor is from. Oh, he's from Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Uh, I don't. That's where he lives. That's where he lives. My apologies. Say Ari is was actually born in the Netherlands, I believe. Wait, maybe. His father was born in the Netherlands. Well, you could just call me. I only know that because he's an IndyCar driver. Yes. You just call me a lion dyke then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hang on, hang on now. I got to find God out. Damn. I don't want to sound. Oh, he is He is a, he is a Dutch born. Dutch would be. Um, good uh, Dutch, bad Dutch. Yeah, Netherlands. You're good. Okay. Mr. Happy Jack was no longer happy. In he, tu- was, he was Mr. Sad Jack. In Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> In 1939, he bit the dust. No. Did he bite the bullet? It doesn't say that, but he just died. He died. You want to hear a quick funny story? Yeah. When my grandmother died in 1982 or 83, all the brothers and sisters are coming out and getting into their car to go from the funeral to the burial, and somebody had another one bites the dust on on the radio, and all my dad's brothers and sisters found the radio station and they were all blaring it as they drove off to the Oh uh, my god. To my grandmother's <laughs> That's bureau. Great. I love that. I'm sorry I wasn't around for that. You weren't around either. Uh no. <laughs> oh man. All right. So they had to put her away in the insane asylum because they overturned her hanging conviction, but they said you're crazy. So we have to put you in an asylum for it to be You can't use the C word. I can. I personally am allowed to use that word. I am. Damn it. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. 
I'm sure they called her crazy. As in the adjective. Not as, as in, in adjective. It's an adjective. As I don't an adjective. <laughs> so she still had to finish out her sentence there. But Ruth didn't care to stay in the insane asylum. She said, um, see, folks, this is not going to work for me. In fact, she escaped six times. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> Between 1933 and 1963. In one instance, she walked all the way to Yuma, Arizona. Okay. Which I did. It is a two-day walk from this hospital, at least a two-day walk. On wow. some unpaved roads. A two-day walk out in Arizona. What month is it? Uh, it, I don't know what month. It was just one time. Well, regardless, it'd be really, really hot, or the night would be really, really cold. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say because I've been, I've only been in Phoenix once. I wasn't, and it was, uh, it was in April. So during the day was warm, but it was pretty cold. Mm-hmm. It, in Indiana, when I left, so obviously it felt nice, and then the evenings were beautiful. So maybe she had a very pleasant walk. She might have had a pleasant she might have had a pleasant walk out in the desert without any water. <laughs> Her final escape, she used a key to the front door. One of the hospital staff or a friend had given her. And she ended up in San Francisco Bay Area where she became a live-in maid for a wealthy family using the name Marion Lane. Which just sounds pretty. I like that. She probably liked it too. However, six years later, her identity was... Six years? Six years, yeah. Wow. Her identity was discovered, and she was taken back to Arizona in 1969, where she... Like, good to have you back, Ruth. Mm -hmm. That's a hell of a jump. Where she was paroled out of the prison. They didn't take her back to the insane asylum, I don't think. So, two years later, she was paroled, and she moved to Stockton, California, where she died... On October 23rd, 1998, at the age of 93. 1998. I was almost in kindergarten. Yep. Bitch is crazy. She escaped the scene asylum six times. And like it was no, I watched, I'll, I'll have some audio. Um, maybe we'll put in right around here of how she describes uh, defending herself her version of the events in her own word. It was her first interview after 38 years. So it was in between the time that she was discovered as not being Marion Lane and in the process of trying to fight extradition back to Arizona. So I'll put that clip in like right about now. Girl, and I said I introduced them and then a quarrel took place. Were you attacked by either one of the victims? Yes, I went into the kitchen to put down... We, had, I think it was tapioca that I had. It was still on the kitchen sink. It was a dessert. We were all in our pajamas. I went in to put this down on the sink, and uh, Sammy came at me with a gun. She came through the, the breakfast room door. With, no, with any warning whatsoever? Did she say anything? Oh, yes. We quarreled violently over what I was going to tell on them and what they would tell my husband about me and so forth, that I had gone out with John Doe. So they, the fight took place in the breakfast room door, and that is the only way it could look. I was, I was naturally left-handed. I do many things with my left hand. I grabbed for the gun with this hand. The shot went through there, and I grabbed a butcher, not a butcher knife, a bread knife on the kitchen table, and I stabbed her twice in the shoulder here, and the knife bent. It was a bread knife, a rigid and so then I grabbed her hand like this and kept pushed back. And uh, we both had our hands on the gun, and one shot 
went through her little finger, one of her fingers, I don't know which one, and into her chest, just through here. Then um, a, a one bullet jammed and caught me here in the, in the top of the gun. I had gun grease and a cut here. And we thought Anne came from behind. She got the ironing board from behind the um, water heater, and she came up behind me and hit me, which caused us both to fall in the doorway. And we fought back and forth, wrestling for the gun in the doorway, both of us on the floor. And the blood was all underneath the linoleum. That's the only way it got there, was from the fight. They, she wasn't shot in bed like they say. It was in the doorway in the kitchen. It wasn't any in the bedroom at all. So the other part of this is, what really happened? I don't... Did she do this alone? I think she... I She sounds crazy i think she did and uh, i don't know did she get into a fight shoot these two women in which she incurred a gun wound herself and then cut them up bag them load the bags into a car of some sort to get to the train like when we talked about in episode in the last episode how Barb well, and they couldn't load their her husband's body. They could not get it into a truck. Well, they, that's why she dismembered. Yeah, yeah, but, they, but you're talking about you're talking about a an elderly lady and in, a, in a severely overweight diabetic. But this is two bodies. A, a twenty two. Oh, I know, but she cut them up first, didn't she? Only she cut one. Up the one. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. I think she probably had help. See, I, that's yeah. And if but she see, did, the thing is, is obviously, if she was gonna just walk over there and kill those two girls. For him, obviously, she fucking left town. Unless she was planning on, I might get away with this and go back. Yeah, why, Why if she had an accomplice, why didn't they take the bodies on the train? Why, so, what, what made them come to the decision that she was going to be the one to transport the deer meat? So is the accomplice Mr. Happy Jack? Mr. Happy Jack. Her other claim is that she went and got him that to show him, look what I did, what and I that did he us. went and got the trunk. Or another th- story that she's told is that he called a doctor, Dr. Brown. Dr. Brown. And what did he say? I know. No more monkeys jumping, jumping on, on the bed. bed. Wow, I've heard that a few times. Yeah. He called Dr. Brown and said, listen to me, Dr. Brown. I know you're performing illegal abortions. And if you don't come and help me dispose of this body, I'm going to tell everyone what you've been doing. So is the question to Dr. Brown say, fuck you and roll over and go back to sleep? Or did he get up and help him surgically cut up this body that we're saying is very neatly cut? I would go with that. Yeah, she worked in a medical office, but she wouldn't have any experience. She was a secretary. Yeah. She wouldn't be involved in any kind of surgeries or... Anything. Yeah, I don't know. Or she was just and very another thing, handy with the knife. I don't if know. If it was Mr. Holleran that helped, why wouldn't they just put the bodies in his car, drive them out to the desert, and dump them? Maybe the doctor came over and was like, I did what you told me to do. I'm going home now. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, okay. I'm thinking, still, why on the train? I'm taking these to L.A. Why'd she take him on the train? So yeah, like why wouldn't, if you put him in a car, if he had a car, then take him all the way out into the desert. desert and just bury it and then never be. Never be, or at least not be exposed to a hundred witnesses on a train. Yeah. Well, who's going to help her get, I mean, so, well, I guess someone had to help her get those cases to the train station. 
Yeah. yeah. So nobody nobody saw her. She might not have had a way to she might you know she might have had a way to get him to the train station, but not a way to. Hey, can you uh, drive me and my trunks out into the middle of the desert and then it would yeah. be, it would have come to back be in him. about ten hours after I dig two holes or one <laughs> big one? And... Yeah, so that was pretty. Everyone was sure she had an accomplice, saying she was too frail or you know couldn't cut up the bodies as well as they were cut up, but. And she wanted to, her to name who it was, but she never spoke through the trial and her defense attorneys didn't want her to speak. Uh, but later she gave varying accounts that sometimes um, included, you know, Dr. Brown or Mr. Holleran because later they wanted him indicted. But she was so poorly prepared to speak on the stand, it didn't do any good. Um, so now we have people that, there was one woman that wrote a really in-depth book about her but she got so close to Ruth, they became like best friends. And it's it becomes non-objective. It might be true. A lot of it might be true. But then you have other people that are like, this woman did this. And later, once everyone died, a confession letter showed up to the Arizona Historical Society archives in Tucson that is written by Ruth in 1933. And supposedly it was her new, a newer attorney that she trusted was not connected to any of the socialites in Phoenix. And she wrote it to the attorney. He said, write down what everything happened. And he read it and goes, oh, fuck, I can't use this. Like, this is your account. And it sounds really genuine. Like, So let's keep it and we'll yeah, mail it to him it, after you're dead. He put it in a safety deposit box for like... You know, till she, till everyone was dead, and then it showed up. And he knew this was like this wasn't just your run of the mill murder. It became history. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is it's like three pages long. I don't know if Carla wants to read any of it or the italicized parts. Let me. We can always cut it if, if it's too long. We'll I can it. read the italicized. <clears throat> it's hard to tell the difference. But anyway, she, she's writing this for her attorney, not under duress, just in a room that she trusts this attorney. And he says, just tell me what happened. And she writes it all out. And in there, she admits also to being on phenobarbital. That we were talking about the anti-seizure medication that can also make you a little crazy. That I she think, was taking to calm her nerves. I right? think the dog is fine. But our dog takes it. Our yeah. dog takes phenobarbital. Yeah. <laughs> He's so cute. He has to take his peanut butter doll. Yeah. Controlled <laughs> substance now that used to be over-the-counter medicine. Interesting. That's why she could take as much as she wanted. Oh, okay. Yeah. You could read all this of This is... I don't even care. I am... going to tone out. I am writing the absolute truth of this case in full confidence that you will use it and you will see fit your best judgment. Mr. Richardson, I have full confidence in you and I trust you. This is my first and my only confession in the case of the homicide of Anne Leroy and Hedvig Samuelson. Is she really Annie or is it? It says Anna. Maybe she called her Anne. Anne was used to the world. I truly was not. Jack was the only man I had gone with since my marriage. I was ashamed of the things I had done and I could not openly compete with her. I was married and ashamed too. Day after day, she lorded it over me, always smiling and fresh and sweet, well knowing she was hurting me with her taunts. Many evenings, Anne would kiss Jack and caress him in our presence. 
Then after he was gone, gloat over not caring for a thing for him, but merely working him for money. Little hoe. <laughs> it was not what Jack did, but the continual taunts made by Anne, which drove me beside myself. I could not stand the taunts. I just went crazy. Those taunts kept me awake. I could not sleep. I cried. I even prayed. I wrote my parents to please come visit me. I'm losing my mind. Wild ideas kept me awake. I took sleeping sedatives. Luminol. I wrote, Doctor, my nerves were breaking. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I loved Anne still, but those taunts. I would take more medicine to quiet my nerves. Cried to please get these things off my mind to sleep. Wow, she sounds like she, she's in a bad place. Friday night, I expected Jack, and he did not come. And he did not come. That's what she said. I didn't, I didn't say that. I put that part in. I went to bed. Again, I could not sleep. I got up, went over to Anne's house, my brain whirling. I was so excited. I was panting for breath. Never did I have the slightest dreams of hurting Sammy. No! She simply never entered my mind, except to get Anne to stop those taunts so I could sleep. This is just all of it. She just needed to sleep. Nothing more did I think of. I took the gun and a knife. How I would do it, I was not sure. But I had no intention of harming Sammy. Jack wasn't intimate with Sammy as, as Anne, but it was Anne's cruel taunts that haunted me. I hid in the house next door. Why had she broken into someone else's house? Anne and Sammy returned to the bedroom. After they retired, I went to the back door, laid the knife and my shoes outside the door, then crept in the unlocked front door. I sat down on the couch in the same dark room and soon fell to sleep clutching the gun. I awakened. Sammy had gone into the bedroom. That insane desire, that power led me on. I started for Anne. My stomach was turning inside and really twitching, jumping out of me. Outside, not a tremor, but my stomach was jumping like convulsions. I retreated, curled up, and went to sleep again. This is a very strange story. (laughs) Oh, again and again, all night. I don't know how many times Sammy kept going to the bathroom. She had uh, irritable bowel syndrome. (laughs) I started for that bedroom and retreated each time. So exhausted, I immediately went to sleep. Morning, I hear the milkman. Sammy went to the bathroom again. God damn it, Sammy. (laughs) You didn't kill him, did you? (laughs) I started to call her, tell her I was there. I really did. Then I began shaking inside and remembered what I had come to do. So this time I crept past the bathroom door, shot Anne, and it was a low shot. Sammy called, what fell, Anne? She must have never heard a gunshot before. I was hurrying past the door. Sammy came out, demanded to know what was the matter. I was limp. She completely took the gun out of my hands. So am I. (laughs) I was non-resistant. I said, Sammy, I am crazy. I have lost my mind. Give me the gun and I will blow my brains out right here in this door. She, she held the gun and said, You get out of here right this minute. I then picked up the knife and went back after her with the knife. As I grabbed for the gun, I stabbed her in the shoulder. 
the fight with Sammy in the breakfast room door. Her own finger on the trigger when I sh when the shot went through her chest. Our fight is all about as I have always related. She shot me through the hand as I grabbed for the gun. The gun jammed. We fell to the floor, struggled, and I finally got the gun and shot her in my wild state. I really do not remember where. In the head. I pulled Sammy into the bedroom. I cleaned up the floor. I pulled in the trunk from the garage, and now it was about 6.30 or 7 a.m. I tugged and pulled, and finally Anne from the bedroom got from the bedroom into the trunk. Now, it doesn't sound possible, but this all took about two hours. I left for the office. I had pulled the trunk with Anne's body into the living room, but the trunk was unlocked. Sammy was on the bedroom floor all day Saturday. This all happened in the morning. I stayed in my office until 4 p.m., and I then took a bag home with the gun, knife, pajamas, and dress. I fed my cat, important, mm -hmm. and went back to the 2929 North 2nd Street house around 6 p.m. I really had nothing definite in my mind, no plans made, in fact, except for an irresistible impulse to get in. I had no other plans. I entered the house through the bedroom window, getting a chair from the next door to climb in. She keeps breaking into this person's house. I pulled the trunk back into the hall, tried to lift Sammy into it, but it was utterly impossible. I couldn't possibly lift her. She was too heavy and her body was stiff. I then got two cheap knives from the kitchen and severed her body into portions so I could lift. I was hours doing this and the inch by inch pulling the trunk back into the living room. The baggage men, after taking the trunk to the truck, informed me that it was too heavy to ship as baggage. I told them take the trunk to 1130 Brill Street, then, which they did, I also left the mattress from Anne's bed rolled up right there in front of the house. These baggage men at 2nd Street, blood soaked in the living room. Sunday noon, I started to get ready for the Los to go to Los Angeles again, and I transferred portions of Sammy's body into a smaller trunk and suitcase. I washed the gun in the lavatory, and while it was under the water, a bullet remaining in the gun went off, and the lead mashed in a sheet, which part of it I threw in the toilet. The other went down the basin. From here on, I think most everything has already been known. Well, I want to stop talking like that. Yeah. <laughs> She shot herself in the hand using the shitter. Yeah. So this is, yeah. I think this is the truth. Like, that's why I made you read all of that. Everyone's contending that, everyone's contending that the whoring boyfriend did it and this Dr. Brown helped her. And that's what this author that got close to her can She was says. cut up with precision using Cheap a knife. butter knife. Yeah. So, but this was written and hid in a P.O. box or a safety deposit box. And she wrote several times to this attorney over the years asking for this letter back. So she wanted it back because she's going to try to get paroled and saying, like, I need that letter back. Like, I can't get paroled. If someone finds out, I wrote a very well emphatic confession, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's why it was long. So I apologize if it's too long, but it tells you what happened. And there's something about when you read the truth and it starts to lay on top of the lies that you can see where it's overlapping, where mm -hmm. she's pulled the truth from the lies. But. It this way you can really see what she did, and I think that's what really happened. It it just had a lot of information, and I feel like you don't necessarily make up 
Mm-hmm. It's a weird, weird details that you're like really yeah. weird details. Like I was cleaning the gun, it went off because she did, and I can put up pictures. You can see she injured herself during the fight in one hand. Her, but it was her right hand, and not the gun like clipped her ring finger a little bit. The skin like almost as if when the barrel's really hot, but she really hurt her left hand when the gun went off after the murders. Mm-hmm. And so, but she's trying to say. That's what really happened was in the fight. I got hurt. So very interesting. I don't know. Laying in wait for someone premeditated dismemberment of a corpse. Yeah, she was like re- like disposal of a body. She was having some inner harmony struggles. Jealousy, man. It makes you do some crazy shit. I don't know. She admitted and she was she fucking could... nuts. And she was taking lots of meds. Mm-hmm. That she wanted it to stop. I'm crazy. I'm not going to be able to stop talking nope, about that. Take that shit home, though, and talk to mom like that. <laughs> Nurse mother, please do come upstairs. She's going to be so confused. <laughs> okay. What else is there? Um, We're going to have a promo after this from I Got the Hell Out. Ooh, They are a newer podcast about a woman that spent 10 years in a polygamy doomsday cult. I have binged the shit out of her podcast. And it's, you know. Talk about that murder is interesting and then you start talking about weird shit like that Mm -hmm. insanely fascinating so you will definitely check that out i'll play their promo hopefully it all works if not i've said their name i got the hell out i got the hell out jesus it could have been me she followed the love of her life right over into yeah i would have followed daniel into a cult (laughs) sure yeah Yeah. definitely whatever man (laughs) definitely yeah and the next thing i know i'm milking cows at 4 a.m going how did i get here (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, like, rate, review, subscribe, because only five star reviews. Only five stars. Because <laughs> if you don't like us, you don't have to listen. Anymore. You don't have to like, listen. It's not like you have to. You don't have to be mean. We want you to. Yep. So this murder was different because it. She was born in Indiana, but it took place elsewhere. But we still call it fair game. I think so. And for our one listener in Arizona, this is for you. We feel you. <laughs> I feel you, partner. If you come give us a review, we'll say hi. Yeah. And shout out. Shout out to you the homies. To, the homies. <laughs> I'm that one kid from Arizona. Hey-o. Yeah. Shout out to the people in Australia. Like, Yeah, that's the other thing. We don't understand you, but we're glad you're here. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. It's like our highest ratings are obviously Indiana, mm-hmm. then it goes Illinois, and then Australia. And you're like, <laughs> welcome to the fucking party. Yeah. We need to do something, contest, or send stickers out. We'll yeah. figure that out. Start we got, doing. We got stickers. Review contest. That's what we'll put together for the next episode. Yeah. Buttons or magnets or something. Yeah. So like and oh, like us on uh, Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's both the same handle, uh, at Who's Your Homicide. That's who we is. And you can, we are also on Patreon now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which means we're basically just asking for money, like I would go to my parents and ask for money. I'm a boy, Dagnetta, and you know what? I'm proud of my little wiener. (laughs) (laughs) We are proud of our little wiener podcast. Our little wiener podcast. (laughs) We are currently asking for $40 a month only to cover the cost of our website. website. Because... That means we would be breaking even. Wow. And that would make our little hearts sing. We got a ways to go before we break break even. Yeah, I know, yeah. but 
you know what I mean. It's, you know what? Take an investment into our hobby. Glad you're here mm-hmm. for the ride. We may be a bunch of babbling fools, but at least I think we sound halfway decent. We sound We're better. Babbling fools. Yep. I learned that in Missouri, people use the word Hoosier to describe like white trash people. I know. How do we fix this? Oh, well, that's. Oh, Missouri. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's like a certain. It's like St. Louis, like specifically. They oh. like will call certain parts of like their more rundown areas the people that live there Hoosiers. Boo. Yeah, like what the fuck did we know? That's why we say we don't know what a Hoosier is because they don't hey. get to say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess guess who still has an NFL team? The Hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> the goddamn so Hillbillies. Missourians. Just kidding. We love you. It's okay. Oh, fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we might, I don't know if we have any listeners in Missouri. Well, after they hear this. Nothing personal to you. Nothing no. personal. I just thought that was interesting. But much love to Australia. I really, I think about you a lot that I know nothing about there, but we have the one video of, it's not a koala. What is it? Pete. Pete. No, he's a. Oh, he's a wombat. A wombat. Yeah. Pete's medicine. Med- Pete's, Pete's medicine. It's banana flavor. <laughs> That's then my... that motherfucker chomps the end of that. Yeah. And he's like, bitch, give me something besides banana flavor. That guy, I, I can't remember his name, but he has a wildlife sanctuary mm-hmm. and they, they, he started nursing orphan kangaroos back and i think that's how he started but he's got you know the farm there where he takes care of them once they're ready he drives them out i mean it's a long ass fucking drive but he's got a sanctuary he puts them all back in so that's pretty Pete. cool Aww. pete's medicine pete's fine now he got his medicines it's banana flavored <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. i'm gonna start australia. saying good day good day mate um in honor of you australia yeah but we'll be doing a contest soon we got to figure out some parameters and some podcast wins win winner stuff win winners wiener stuff wieners so that more people will like rate review and subscribe with five stars five anything else other than five stars is just mean anything else daniel god damn it carla (laughs) i told you i had too much to drink (laughs) carla gets the shits when she drinks I get the everything. A lot of people get the shits. I get the everything. The green apple splatters. The green apple splatters and also Chunky Bomb. Yeah. So we think this case worked? She's from Indiana. No, I I don't think we should air this. What? I don't think it went really well. (laughs) I think it was very interesting. And I kind of, I, I did like listening to you tell the story. So I think I might also have another promo for the cult of domesticity also after this. They, banging. they are educated much more so than us. And I will accept that. Yeah. As it is. And they're still funny. And they have little sayings they put on all these pictures on Instagram. Aww. I know everything. They quote themselves. Go follow them. Yeah. Go I will follow right them. Now. And yes, I can put their promo in. They've always been nice to us. <laughs> like nice people it's just so good you catch more flies with honey 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 i don't like it but that's okay (laughs) and for honest to goodness stay stay out of the corn and the desert wait i had something to add god damn it i'm just kidding (laughs) hi this is debbie and this is laura from the podcast i got the hell out are you fascinated by cults well i spent 10 years in one on our podcast, I spill all the juicy details. Some are funny and some are downright frightening. And trust me, you want to hear these stories. 
You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Overcast. And follow us on Twitter at WasInACult. So give us a listen at I Got the Hell Out. Bye. Bye. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Ashley. Do you love hearing about true crime and history and other fun stuff? Oh, you know I do. Well, good, because that's what we talk about every week on the Cult of Domesticity podcast, so I'm glad that you enjoy it. Oh, I probably should have known that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Tell them where to find us. Well, we're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and other fun places. New episodes come out pretty much every Thursday. So be there or be square.